Hello and welcome to A's Plus, the San Francisco Chronicles podcast on the Oakland A's Major League Baseball. I'm your host, Chronicle A's beat writer Matt Kawahara, and today I'm joined by starting pitcher Cole Irvin. The left-hander has made an early impact in his first season with Oakland. Today he'll tell us about how he became the pitcher he is now, his affinity for the changeup, his advice to young pitchers, and more, including how he came to work on the grounds crew at Angel Stadium while he was in high school in Southern California. That now on A's Plus. Well, Cole, thanks a lot for uh, for joining us today. Um, first of all, you uh, are kind of two months in, almost to basically the longest stretch that you've had in the majors as a as a starting pitcher so far. Um, how are you feeling about just the way that you pitched for the first two months here? Uh, what, what are sort of your your main takeaways, I guess, from this opening stretch? Um, well, the first takeaway is, hey, I can I can do this thing. I can pitch in the big leagues and pitch against some pretty potent offenses. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's a good first takeaway. Um, but you know what, it's also the fact that, you know, I, I do have the same kind of struggles that I did in the minor leagues, um, you know, where my, where my pitch mix is, you know, maybe a little too predictable in some games and, um, you know, and just making those small adjustments game to game. And it seems all pretty, pretty similar to, how I've always pitched. So I think there's, there's kind of that comforting aspect of it. And, but I mean, there's two months into, yeah, my longest stretch in the big league so far. And um, I've learned a lot and I'm continuing to learn as this thing goes on. And um, you know, we got, we got such a good team and, and a, and a good camaraderie amongst the starters that we do talk about a lot of things and um, kind of just, uh, Enjoy enjoy the small moments, but we, we really kind of chip away at the finer things that we all need to tune into and, and get better at. Were, were there questions for you? I mean, you have had a couple of stints in, in the major leagues before, um, mostly in relief, which obviously is not something that you did much of coming up through the minors. Um, just given the, the fact that there hadn't been a lot of experience at the major league level, did you still have questions about whether maybe the stuff would translate or the way that you pitch uh, would translate over into starting at this, at this level? I think, I think starting and relieving are two different cats. I mean, they're, they're two different things. Um, whereas like being a reliever, you have to have the mentality of I'm coming in to close the door, shut the door, you know, whatever it, maybe involving a door uh, <laughs> you have you have to be able to come in and get the job done with whatever stuff you got whereas and I feel like relievers got that wipeout slider got that wipeout pitch I'm a fastball I'm a sinker changeup guy and I'm not sure you know in my little experience and my little success as a as a reliever I, it was my slider that was getting the outs not my changeups so um, it's a different mentality for me. Um, and then as a starter, I don't know, it, you know, I only had three starts before I came over here. Um, and obviously I enjoy it a lot more. I have a lot more confidence in, in that, uh, in that spot, in that role. And it's just, uh, it just being able to start is kind of a comforting thing for me. Um, it's, it's a little bit, you know, I, I'm on a routine. I, I know what I got to do between outings. I know, you know, before we hopped on this call, I mean, I'm watching video. I'm, I'm doing things that um, I would normally do, whereas, like, the video between outings as a reliever is a little different because, you know, you got that same team for three games and you could be up for two of them. And then it's you got to shift gears. For me, it's, okay, that team's done. Let's move on. 
you know, we don't play, luckily we don't play five or six game series like like the minor leagues adjusted to this year. Right. Um, but potentially maybe face a team twice in the same same week. But uh, it's just a lot easier to pitch on a routine, and um, you know, it's uh, it's it's awesome to just have the success I've had so far, and 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 have a great you know, with a great team. I, I just, I've just enjoyed not only the fan base, but just everyone that has kind of welcomed me here to Oakland. It's been a, it's been a great experience for me so far and, and made it a little bit easier to, to just focus on what I need to do day in and day out. You mentioned, uh, you know, obviously being kind of a majority of like a sinker or change up guy. Um, and I was curious, like, like what, who's your biggest influence maybe just kind of the way that you formed as a pitcher um, when you were young or maybe somebody that you watched, whether it was a coach, just uh, who kind of shaped your, your approach to pitching? Well, I mean, it started, I mean, I didn't really start pitching until I was 12 or 13. Hmm. Um, I was a first baseman outfielder and still was that way in, in high school. Hmm. Um, but when I began pitching Dave Lawn, my, he was the so before I went to Servite High School in Anaheim, uh, he was coming out of USC as the pitching coach, and that that was where my grandfather went and played basketball. So there was a lot of things that kind of tied me into going to that high school and um, wanting to have him coach me and stuff like that, just to maybe get an extra chance to go to go to USC. Uh, ultimately that ended up not being the case. I ended up going to Oregon and, um, having fun there, but, uh, Dave Lawn was, was the kind of first person to put in my ear how important a changeup was. Um, the second person in my high school years that emphasized changeup and pitching inside and the, the art of pitching was, um, Scott Budner. And if you don't know Scott Butner and you know who Brett Saberhagen is, uh, Sabes has, does that celebrity Tahoe event every year. The guy that's on his bag every year is Scott Butner. And he was a pitching coach for the Mariners pitching coach. Uh, I forget, I forget how much service time he has, but uh, he's just really, I, I've really enjoyed, um, you know, working with those two in my high school years and, and staying in touch with them beyond that. And that's, those two really kind of shaped the pitcher I needed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't emphasize velocity. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't emphasize anything other than location and, and your pitch usage, your mix. And so I think, you know, when I was in high school, Lon would reference Zito and his curveball and, and his fastball command. And, um, I watched a lot of Cole Hamels and Cliff Lee because, I mean, they were on TV a lot in those days. And, you know, in 08 was my freshman year. So, yeah, I mean, I watched them a lot. The uh, the change, it's – we were talking to um, Dealis Guerra, uh, the reliever, the other day, and he said uh, – the change-up is obviously it, – it's been really big for him throughout his career. And um, he said that he developed that because when he was playing in Little League, um, they didn't allow kids to throw breaking balls. I mean, it was like a protect your arm kind of yeah. thing. So, like, you were just not allowed to throw a breaking ball. So, he had to learn how to throw a changeup mm-hmm. just so he wasn't throwing fastballs all the time. Um, yeah. 
but do you do you kind of remember sort of when the change up clicked for you like was that a um did you settle quickly on that pitch or did it did, was that a long process yeah we we actually kind of we kind of had a rule uh at Servite like our first our fall game so we played all fall uh-huh. uh we weren't allowed to throw an off speed pitch until January. Wow. So, and we would play the same high school in, in fall league games, <laughs> Gar high school. And every game on both teams, we'd start games in one, one counts. Mm-hmm. So the emphasis on getting ahead early was part of that. And like, uh-huh. these are scrimmage games. You could like, we were, the coaches were yelling across the dugout, different situations. So we'd, there'd be runners being thrown out there. There'd be, and we were just <laughs> scrimmaging against another team and yeah. the game would last three, four hours until the lights shut off at this field that we were at. And, uh, and so like being able to pitch with a changeup, knowing good and well that the team I'm facing knows I only have fastball changeup really kind of just forced me to learn how to use it. And, and I think there's a lot of high school programs where that still do that and um, produce some pretty good pitchers that go on to, you know, junior college and then create a path, you know, maybe even to, you know, some D threes and and beyond. And, um, you know, I, I love, I love when pitching is taught. And I, I think that's kind of where I, I just got that love for pitching was mm-hmm. I was put in so many different counts and so many different situations in my f- first year of high school, um, you know, because the crop in SoCal is so big, you know, yeah. the crop of players, you know, yeah. I mean, just look at our team, how many guys we have from <laughs> Southern California. Um, and like we would – you you would have to be able to compete at a high level and being able to and as a freshman and in other places this isn't as big a deal but as a freshman playing in varsity and orange lutheran has garrett cole on their pitching staff mm-hmm. it's a little it's a little different you know that's a it's a different beast you know that that high school baseball is completely different from you know some other places that i know of and so uh in order for me to win games and, and help and, and understand how to pitch, I, I was thrown into the fire and, yeah. and forced to learn. And it obviously paid off in the long run, but I had no idea then. I, I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, I mean, it's, you look around the game right now, it's not too hard to see the trend where there's so much velocity now. And like you said, guys would just kind of wait, wipe out breaking balls, um, mm-hmm. crazy sliders uh, for, I mean, if, if you're talking to sort of younger kids who are not, um, you know, who are coming up and trying to learn how to pitch, and you're, you're obviously, you said you're big on just kind of knowing how to pitch and move the ball around and keep hitters off balance. Um, what sort of advice, what, what do you think are the keys for, for somebody who's kind of trying to learn how to pitch at a young age when maybe you're not going to grow up to have like a 100-mile-an-hour fastball or a 93-mile-an-hour slider? You know what's yeah, I mean, the guys that are blessed with that hundred mile an hour fastball and and wipe out slider, uh, you know, that's that's a talent that if if certain guys and I'm not gonna name names knew how to pitch with that, I mean their their careers would be so elite, you know. And 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 you see it so often in this game at the minor league level where, you know, guys just don't have, you know, the mental fortitude or the or just like the confidence behind their stuff because they're so wild 
and they kind of just weed themselves out, but they had this electric stuff. And that's where the ability to pitch allows you to stay in the game a little bit longer. And, and that probably is a reason why I'm, 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 I am where I'm at. And so like during the off season, when I'm coaching, um, I do a lot of lessons and stuff. I, I, I don't like stepping away from the game very long. Mm-hmm. Um, I take about two weeks <laughs> and then I say, all right, we're back at it. And so when I'm, at, when I'm coaching pitching, uh, the first thing when I, when I get a new, when I have a new client, I, I ask them, you know, what, what's your favorite pitch to throw? And most of the time the kids are like fastball or the, or curveball. And I tell them, I said, I said, where'd you learn your curveball? And they tell me and they say they saw it on YouTube. And, and, you know, nowadays it's just so accessible to get this information. Right. And I, I kind of take, have them take a step back and I say, Hey, so for the next two, three weeks, you're only going to be throwing fastballs to me. Mm-hmm. And they kind of look at me and I say, well, we're going to get your mechanics right so that you can put this fastball anywhere you want. And the kid could be seven to 16. And I do that with every single one of them because it's important that having fastball command, if you throw hard or don't throw hard, is extremely important because, you know, and I, and I share this with them and I share this with their parents too, the importance of establishing your fastball, uh, a fastball away can look five, 10 miles, you know, two to five miles an hour slower than a fastball inside where that looks two to five miles an hour faster, but it's the same speed. It's perceived velocity. And so that's where that changeup comes into play. And, and, by week five or six, that's where I, I start introducing a changeup and have them experiment with their team because they're still doing travel ball and stuff like that. So I tell them like, hey, grab a teammate and just go throw it. Just like figure it out. There's no, there's a changeup can be any way you want to hold it in this variation. Uh-huh. And I come back and kids just fall in love with that pitch. And then they throw their fastball and then they throw their changeup. And then it's just one of those things that is just developing their, their, their mind to pitch. And it's, I'm allowing them to do it on their own. At the same time, I'm trying to guide them in the right direction of how to do it. Mm-hmm. And so I do that by mechanics and, and so on and so forth. It's, it's, it's really fun. It's enjoyable for me. I still hear from a lot of the families that I help out too. That's cool. How long have you been uh, coaching kids in the offseason? Uh, since I just moved, uh, this is my first year in my new area where I'm where I'm living now. But in uh, when I was back home in Anaheim, living at home, uh, I I was doing that every off season um, from the minor leagues up, and just it's always been fun for me to to kind of to my way of giving back. But in, internally, I just love coaching, and I know that's going to be my next step when I'm done. Okay, I just this the the game is the game just means so much to me and there's so much that has been given to me through the game that I want to give it back. Okay. Uh, same question to you that you ask all the, the kids, what's your favorite pitch to throw? Change up. <laughs> Change up. Without that was easy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I was asked my first, uh, my first interaction with, a uh, with one of our, uh, base, like you know, scouting directors, I guess in Philadelphia, he comes up to me and goes, Irv, you know, what's, what's your, what's your favorite pitch to throw? And I said, change up just right away. Just like, just like we did there. And he goes, he goes, he goes, 
no, it shouldn't be your changeup. And I said, why not? <laughs> and he goes, it should be your fastball. Fastball down away should be your favorite pitch. I said, I said, yeah, but what if that's already established? I said, We're, I'm not worried about the, the fastball that I'm going to establish. I'm worried about my secondary stuff. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite pitch is the changeup because it's, it's a fastball. Yeah. When, <laughs> when you uh, – I guess when you get used to or when you meet a new um, coaching staff and like you do coming over to the A's and, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure to have talked a lot with Scott Emerson um, just kind of about the way that you um, approach things – how much of that uh, conversation or the way that you kind of form your, uh, your plan of attack, I guess, um, comes from you? How much comes from the coaching staff? Uh, how much is it a collaboration just in terms of like the way that you like to pitch and, and maybe the way that a team likes to go about it? Yeah, I mean, coming over, I kind of was just – I came in with, you know, an open mindset. Mm-hmm. I, I bought into whatever they were trying to do, like, bought, like um, and I'm still that way. Um, but there was things that I like to do, study film, study hitters and, and, you know, between outings, like I'm still, you know, breaking down the angels lineup Mm -hmm. and, and even though they faced them a hundred times, I'm going to be very open to what they have seen in the past. Whereas for me facing them for the first time in my career, I'm going to kind of, I'm going to err on that side of their information. Whereas, me and my view of how I'm reading their lineup, I'm going to kind of take some notes, but just kind of trust that, you know, it's kind of a combination of of both. You know, there's sometimes where like, I know a guy from playing with him in the past, JP Crawford being one of them. Mm. I didn't pitch him exactly how I wanted to, but I knew exactly what I needed to do. Mm sometimes the results don't always pan out in your direction. I knew exactly what I needed to do to him, but in the same breath, he, he beat me. And so go like that stuff is always fascinating to me and having those conversations with emo. Like we only, I tried meeting him before I got traded and talking through things. And we were on the phone for about an hour, just talking, pitching and, mm-hmm. and, uh, but we, we, we kind of sit down and talk about, new things that are being introduced in terms of the tech into the game. Um, like we were talking about this one platform that like makes you a stick figure to see your sh- hip and shoulder separation. Interesting. And, and it's, uh, it's, you know, the kinetic chain of pitching that is, yeah. is fascinating to me. And uh, you know, I asked him, you know, where, where he got these classes from. And so I'm like this off season, I'm going to take the class just to, just to, do it just so I can understand what I'm actually looking at. And, and that's, and that's just kind of part of our industry. You know, it's, it's, it's uh baseball is such a, such a fun sport that there's so many different ways to learn and so many different ways to teach uh, about, about the way the body works and how, how I throw the ball the way I do or how Frankie Montas does the ball the way he does actually screw not even Frankie how about Chris Bassett how does he throw the ball the way he does <laughs> I think we're all wondering that a little bit <laughs> and, and that's what's so fascinating about this game like he throws at 96 miles an hour with with his butt and elbows down <laughs> it's incredible it's awesome we'll be back with more with Cole Irvin right after this and remember you can access all of our A's coverage and much more with a subscription to the San Francisco Chronicle Go to sfchronicle.com slash pod. That's sfchronicle.com slash pod.
there's so much like information available right now. There's the technologies, like you said, you can look at things in so many ways. How much of that do you delve into? Like, what do you really lean on uh, in terms of the information and the, and the tech that's available to you? And, and at what point do you just say, okay, I can't, I can't like ingest anymore. Like I need to cut, off, cut it off here. I think I learned my fair share in Philadelphia where I was, when I was struggling in the big leagues, I kind of, I reached a point where I was like, I can't keep looking at this stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of just take bits and pieces from, from whatever information that we have, you know, some days I'll look at TrackMan and be like, okay, well, how is this, how is this pitch moving? Um, other days I'll, I'll look at that little stick figure thing. I for even for, I can't even remember the name of the, of the tech and the I'm stick so, figure tech. The, the stick figure tech yeah. and I'll look at that stuff. And, and so like different days, you know, are different things. And, um, you know, for instance, yesterday during the game, I kind of, I was watching film before of, of my last outing and I, I, I was sitting in the dugout thinking about how I felt and thinking about how things went. And I kind of took a second, uh, cap was rolling. So I wasn't even worried about him. And, and so I, I, I picked up a iPad and kind of started looking over my start against the blue Jays and a couple other solid starts I've had this year versus my starts more recently. Mm -hmm. And the smallest with the naked eye, you probably wouldn't have noticed. You probably wouldn't, there's nothing wrong with this. For me, I noticed a, a two inch or maybe a half an inch shoulder tilt in video hmm. that was drastically different that allowed me to drive the ball down a little bit more. So today my bullpen, I'm going to be, a little more focused on my shoulder tilt, making sure I get that ball down. Mm -hmm. And what has been my problem in the last two outings, getting the ball down. Mm -hmm. And so it's small things like that. It's, it's understanding how to pick up things and knowing that you're not far off of where you are and, you know, everyone deals with it. It's not just me. It's, it's you know, everyone kind of deals with a little bit of a scuffle here and there. And it's about how you pick yourself up and how you grow and get better from it. And, and that's, that's, that's kind of how I use the tech. It's, it's, you know, it's a little mix of video. It's a little mix of stick figure, man. It's a little mix of <laughs> track man and whatever else data we can get. And, and uh, that's, that's just how I, I've always, you know, tech is new. I'm pretty old school. It's like, pick up the ball, stretch your arm out and let's, let's get this ball rolling. That's interesting. Um, to pivot a little, one thing that I want to, I mean, you mentioned the Angels, um, which is your next start, and you didn't get to pitch against them in the last series uh, at Angel Stadium, where you, I guess, have some history. I mean, you had mentioned before that series that you worked on the grounds crew there while you were in high school, which yeah. I don't think I knew about that part of your baseball past. Um, how did how did that happen? Like, what, were you, how, how long did you do so, that? So my, fresh, so my freshman year of high school, I, mean, I apparently did everything in high school. Um, my freshman year of high school, we, 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 we were required to have a certain amount of community service hours. Okay. So I would knock about, I think it was like 10 your freshman year, like 15, like it, it, it like incrementally got, it got more and more. Well, I had to knock off like 10 hours or something like that. So I worked with Barney for like three or four games my freshman year. And then like, as I kind of progressed through my high school career, you know, worked a couple of games here and there. I remember working uh, the first, my first night, Manny Ramirez would, had just been traded to the Chicago White Sox. Mm -hmm. And 
then uh, the grounds crew meals were the visiting club's like leftovers. So, I mean, it was still hot. I mean, it's still good food, but we would have to go pick it up. So I hopped in the cart with Doug and we're driving, we're driving through the tunnels of Angel Stadium and it's kind of blowing me up. Like, this is the first time I've seen like the underbelly of a stadium. I had no idea this was the, this was a thing. Right. And so we're, <laughs> so we're driving and we get up to the corner of the visiting dugout and if and i'm sure you've been there it's a tight corner and to have a golf cart going through there at full speed we get to the corner and manny's walking around on the mat and uh-huh. he about jumped and we about hit him and i and doug just looks at us sorry manny and he goes it's okay dude and it just kept going i was just like what just happened <laughs> And that was my first like real introduction to like <laughs> to the grounds crew. Uh, my first the first day that I worked, I had a I had to draw I fixed the visiting bullpen mound and did the uh, left field foul line okay. chalk. So that I didn't have too big of a job. Um, and then I worked the worked the hose and 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 dragged. Uh, one of the one of the three innings so i mean it was fun i I had a i had a blast and um my my high school coach said you know you you got to learn how to maintain a field and learn how to maintain a mound so i'm gonna send you over with barney and you're gonna get community service hours knocked off and yeah was that uh just being kind of around that um that atmosphere and you know i'm sure you were did you drag the infield like in between innings like where you oh, yeah. like during games just to be out there on the field did that kind of was that a first step or an early step I guess toward, toward yeah that, that I mean the first time the first time I was actually in that stadium on the field I I didn't look up <laughs> I didn't look up I was too nervous to look up uh-huh. um I was just keep my head down, keep my head down, keep my head down. Just kept telling myself that because, because like it was, I was on a major league field during a major league game Yeah, and I didn't want to screw up the field. <laughs> and I think, I think I have a lot more field appreciation because of that. Yeah. Um, understanding what it takes to maintain a mound. Like when it's a little, you know, when the mound's a little more wet, understanding like the grounds crew wants to know, like the amount of communication that actually happens between players and the grounds crews, I, I didn't, I didn't know that it was such a big thing, huh. and it, you know, may, it might not be the same now. I don't, I don't know, but then guys cared about like I wanted a little bit more of a tacky mound, or I needed, I wanted a little bit more dry of a mound, mm-hmm. and Barney knew what guy wanted what, and and he took note of it, and he's, I mean, I've just loved working with him, and his his son Gunner was actually lives in the Bay area now. And uh, yeah, he went to my high school. And, and so we just, you know, I, I've always enjoyed working on the field though. I, mm-hmm. I my senior year, I mowed the grass. Uh, I mowed, mowed the infield, maintained the, the main mound. And I maintained the main mound three of my four years of high school. Like that was my job. No one touched it. And like, I would go in and re- like, we would, we would have to redo our mound twice a year. And me and my head coach would be out there redoing it like uh-huh. from ground up. And like, that was so fun for me. I, I just enjoyed every second of it. Like every day game that we had at 
my senior year because he left uh, to another high school my senior year I maintained that field almost single-handedly just because just because I wanted to I just loved maintaining (laughs) there's just maybe it's just the the Tim Taylor in me. I just wanted to feel like I feel like a guy. Are you still particular about a mouth? Like when you get out there, do you kind of make sure? I try, not, I try not. I try not to be too part. You know, particular about it. But when I maintained my mound, it was it was a little soft at the top, but extremely hard at the bottom. Okay. Because because I liked I liked having a little bit of a of a dig into the mound. And then at the bottom, I wanted I wanted like no marks. Hard land, yeah. A really hard landing. Hmm. Interesting. Um, you uh, one other thing, just to stay with your high school days. Uh, one other thing that you do while you there was that I think you pitched for uh, the USA under eighteen team, right? And went to yeah. um, went on a trip to Columbia, and that was a team that uh, had a couple of guys who are I think in the Bregman was on that team. Um, a couple, yeah. Well, yeah there was, or a few. I, or I, a think, I, think our, I think our whole roster is is <laughs> not in the big leagues. Joey Gallo, uh, Carson Kelly. Kelly, yeah, uh, shoot. Um, Chase DeYoung, who was yeah, in the big mm-hmm. leagues for a little bit. Um, gosh, we had such a good, talented team. Addison Russell. Yeah, um, he's terrific. Yeah, I mean, shoot, we had so many – talented players on that team it's hard to believe it's hard to believe that we were all on one team and then I made the uh my collegiate team I didn't I didn't make the team I was like one or two spots away but I mean that team had Kyle Schwarber Bregman Tyler Beatty uh gosh that team was absolutely loaded as well with just the college oh Conforto um (laughs) it's amazing did that uh, did those, that experience? I guess was that a little bit of a springboard, or did um, was that early enough that you maybe weren't? No, I think that was a, I was definitely a springboard. I think I think really my senior year, a lot changed for me. Mm. Um, you know, I pitched in the I pitched in the Under Armour All American game at Wrigley Field. Um, that was an experience. Got to meet Mr. Cub and <laughs> Cal Ripken and. Uh, you know, his son was actually playing in the playing in that game, and we had a hour rain delay. And he and I sat, Cal Ripken, his son, and myself sat in the dugout and just talked for the whole hour, just wow. about the game. And like, that's something I won't forget. That's an eye opener. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, at Wrigley Field, like there was there's there's been some past experiences with some pretty notable big leaguers during my senior year that really kind of shaped the reasonings why I wanted to be there so bad. Hmm. And ultimately, yeah, I went to Oregon and and was there for four years and maybe delayed a little bit of, I mean, I got hurt. So, I mean, there's not really any, (laughs) not really too much I can complain about. I got my degree and all that, but uh, you know, there's, I want to be in the big league still. And I think a lot of that, what happened my senior year, the guys that I was playing with, the guys that I was facing, um, it, it really reassured that, Hey, you can do it. Keep, keep going, keep. And I didn't really think about it until now, until you brought it up that my senior year, it was, it was definitely a springboard. I, I definitely think it was because I didn't hit 90 until like that year, <laughs> Like I, I was, you know, I was learning how to 
I knew how to pitch and that was I think early in my career and that's only just progressed and gotten a little bit better and and as time went on what was a what was the biggest thing you took away from that Ripken conversation <laughs> I kind of laughed this is uh, it it sounds so dumb but like <laughs> the rain stopped and there's a fan down at the other end of the dugout going Cal 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 and Cal just kind of looks at us and he goes I really don't want to do this right now. I'm having fun like talking to you guys. He goes, but if I go do this, you guys need to stand up on that, on that railing and sign as well. And so that's what we did. And my dad ended up saving a photo of me and uh, I forget his name. I want to say it's no, I'm not going to guess his name because it was just the one time that we played together, but I just remember my dad has a photo of Irvin and Ripken and we're both signing autographs above the dugout. That's and that's cool. something that I've obviously just the fact that I met, got to meet Cal and have a conversation the way we did. Yeah. And it was a lot of fun and there was a lot of talent in that game too. Goodness gracious. At Wrigley Field. Yeah. 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 Signing autographs at Wrigley Field is a high school scene. That's, that's something you won't forget, probably. No, no, <laughs> I won't. Especially the way it all happened. The reason reason why I was at the top of the dugout since signing. Yeah. Like Cal, Cal just told us to. That's cool. Um, what I, one thing that I wanted to ask about just in the um, – when you did get to college at, at University of Oregon and um, you, your first season was – obviously really impressive. And then you had uh, the elbow injury and had to undergo Tommy John. Um, how did that change you at all as a pitcher when you came back from that? Were you, did you feel like you were different or did that, um, was that something that you were just kind of able to, uh, to recover from and sort of get back to what you were doing before? Oh, it was, I, I didn't feel comfortable until my last year, really. Okay. Um, I, I tried so hard to urge my surgeon to like, allow me to pitch a year off of surgery. And the only way he would let me do that is because I want to go on the Hawaii trip. I wasn't going to miss Hawaii for my last, like it was my junior year and it was the last time we were going to Hawaii. And I was like, I'm not missing it. I don't want to miss it. And, and so we basically came to an agreement. I, I begged him enough that I was going to be on a pitch count my junior year. And it was the best I felt ever up until a year later uh, uh i went i think i went 30 pitches and covered four innings yeah and i was only given 30 pitches okay <laughs> so you really wanted to be efficient in that one <laughs> oh yeah yeah i wanted to be so efficient so but that was like the best i felt the whole huh. year and huh. even though as my pitch count worked up and got you know my body just wasn't like comfortable with it and it just wasn't used to those things and I think now guys it's a little bit easier to kind of recover from um, because you're able to maintain you know your work your workout regimens your uh, you know your conditioning you know you can still be in baseball shape whereas like being in college and doing it it's a totally different beast you got you know, yeah. not saying the athletic trainers are not experienced because they are, uh, but my rehab therapist, you know, wasn't always with me when I was at Oregon because I was still trying to take classes. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of other things, a lot of other variables that I had to deal with. And um, 
that's just what made that so so interesting it was like a year yeah about a about two years where I actually felt comfortable and then when I was drafted and my first you know couple months in pro ball that's where I was like oh this is okay now we're back okay it's feel good now uh it's a long process yeah but I mean I think I think it's a general consensus I think that's why so many guys it takes what eight sixteen 16 to 18 months to really mm-hmm. feel like themselves again. Yeah. And I think that's just been the general consensus over the past few years now. And you talk to anyone that has the surgery, it's, that's kind of pretty close to how everyone feels. And, mm-hmm. and so, I mean, we, I mean, my senior year, we had my junior and senior year it was David Peterson and I leading that staff who's pitching with the Mets. And it's like how we didn't win baseball games. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> One of the um, potentially crowning achievements of your uh, not necessarily only baseball career is that you were part of a NHL video game tournament uh, at the All-Star game. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to uh, the NHL All-Star game uh, in St. Louis. Uh, It would have been January of last year and uh, was invited as a kind of like a – I guess celebrity gamer mm-hmm. and was as an athlete, obviously representing MLB. Sure. Um, but uh, I, it was, it was me and the actual NHL gamer that were probably the top two of the, of the whole weekend. And um, we got teamed up together and it just wasn't fair for anyone, <laughs> um, but I had a blast. I'm a, I'm a diehard hockey fan. I, I live for hockey and uh, you know, I, it's just one of those sports that when we're not playing, I turn on hockey. I go to minor league hockey games. Like if, if I, if there's a passion for another sport, for me, it's hockey. A lot of people, you know, love their football, love their basketball. But for me, it's, I love my hockey. It's so, it's so fun. It's entertaining. Did you ever play? Uh, so <laughs> no, but, but I did pick it up a little bit with uh, when I was in Lehigh Valley for mm-hmm. two and a half years. Uh, we would get ice time at the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. And so, so we would get like four or five hours and me and a few of the, our clubby would set it up and he was from Canada. So like big hockey guy, big Ottawa fan. And we would go to the Phantoms arena and shoot around and bring a net half ice. We'd have two goalies and like, there'd be like 20 guys on the ice. But, like, there, there was a few of us that could actually still skate and move the puck around. And there was one thing that I hadn't put together, which was I played a lot of street hockey when I was a kid because my best friend up the street uh, played hockey and was a diehard Red Wings fan, reason why I'm a Red Wings fan. Um, we play a lot of street hockey, you know, run around, and, and I can handle the puck fine. The skating aspect was a little new to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and but I over the years I, I learned how to skate and a little bit not I could skate a little bit backwards but not anything to brag about. This is like and the easiest thing. It's supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I I learned how to you know hockey stop and and definitely kind of know my way a little bit more around now. So I feel like I could play a little bit, but I mean 
that it's just a different animal. I have so much respect for those guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not uh, sure if you've ever touched it. Touched. I have not. No, I think the, sca- <laughs> the skating is like a baseline that I would have to cross first. <laughs> and then the actual like hand-eye coordination to skate and, uh, hand well, well you know, what's funny is you get, you get so focused on the stick handling aspect of it. You forget about skating. Well, then I would fall over. <laughs> well, it's the balance, right? Like you got the stick in front of you. And like that puts you in actually in a perfect balance. Oh, like, interesting. Okay. That, it, it's weird. I didn't even like until I actually put the two together. Mm-hmm. That's when I was like, oh, hmm. oh okay. This is, okay, <laughs> I understand balance now. This isn't that bad. So you're taking the steps sort of the next, uh, the next sport that you're going to tackle. I mean, well, it sounds like the virtual arena is. Yes, yeah, virtual, uh, virtual arena is definitely hockey. Uh, the the real life arena is definitely golf. It's the, <laughs> other, it's the other weird looking stick sport. That's 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 my go to. I, I play a lot of golf, and and when I'm not golfing, I'm fishing. So well, we'll tackle all that in the next podcast. But uh, yeah. but Cole, thank you so much for taking out the time. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate all the insight. Um, look forward to seeing the, the next start and uh, seeing you against the Angels. Yeah, I'm excited too. Thanks for having me on, Matt. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Our thanks again to Cole Irvin for joining us today on Ace Plus. Our producers were G. Allen Johnson and King Kaufman. We'll be back with more soon on Ace Plus. Thanks for listening.